0: Hello and welcome to the third episode of Sometimes Heroes. My name is James and I'll be your Game Master. Let's introduce our players.
1: Hi, my name is Molly and I will be playing Eden, the human sorcerer.
2: Hi, I'm Eric. I'm going to be playing Sten, the half-orc barbarian.
3: I'm Mark and I am playing Giege, the blindfold-wearing bearer. I'm
4: Morgan and I am playing
3: the half-elf rogue.
0: All right, and let's get started. You guys last time found yourself in the Skyward Vine again, this time with a new proprietor who doesn't know that you nearly burned the place down. Now you have decided that you are going to go break a man out of jail. No, never mind. Now you've decided to go talk to a man about a horse. wait. (laughs) (laughs) Now you've decided... Sorry. Now you've. De- what did you guys decide to do? Go talk to him. Go talk to him.
2: Go interrogate a prisoner. Yeah.
0: Now you've decided to go. Well, I don't know
2: about interrogate. Well, some of us may think of as ter- interrogation. Some of us helping. Follow
3: up a lead at the Wolf. city guard. Yeah, there you go. That's it.
0: And now you've decided to go follow up a lead at the city guard jail. And we have. You find yourself at the keep. This building, it doesn't really live up to its name. It has walls, but they're only about eight feet high and about two feet wide. They're very much what we would think of now as, you know, modern castles with no actual thought to defending from anything. But inside, you can see some very tall and palatial buildings. Along one wall, you can see that there are barred windows and some patrolling guards.
3: All right, well, let's just head on in, unless anyone has a reason... They don't no, want to come in. I
0: think we try the. Oh, they know
2: us here. We tried the, the calm approach first where we just asked to talk to them. Hopefully that works. Someone of
0: them, me, do the talking. The rotund guard you saw the other day stands at the gate and sees
3: you all coming. Who is taking point? I guess I will because, you know, they already know me. But I'll glance back at Eden and I'll say, I need help. You know, feel free to chime in.
1: I'll certainly try. Okay.
3: So shout out, hey, hey there. Uh, we needed to talk to Uster about the case we're investigating. Hail
0: where you are. What's your business? You need to talk to Uster? Yeah. Oh yes, you're on that case. He leans back and yells, Find where Uster is! And he looks back at you, holds a little crab apple from his pouch, and starts chewing on it loudly in your face. Mmm. Looks yummy. Do you guys simply wait for somebody to come?
2: Do we hear anyone respond to his call?
0: Yes. I... Yes, you
2: do. Oh, okay, okay. It's so
0: It's not I... just uh, calling to the emptiness and him being obnoxious. Okay. <laughs>
3: I turn, I turn back, and I look at Fox, and I say, it looks like they probably won't let us in. Um, you want to try and sneak in on your own, you can do that, but no promises that'll work out for you. Let's, let's see if this pans out first. Okay.
0: As you're waiting, a figure appears out of the mist of the courtyard, and it is Ooster. He walks up to you and waves heartily. Geesh, still got that crate, huh?
3: Yeah, I think we're making some headway. So oh, good. what do you find out? We think he is a were-rat. I mean, well, well we know he's a were-rat. We saw he was a human. We're on um, the same
0: page. I like this.
3: Yep. But I, I've asked Miss Milan, I, I struggle with her name, she has informed me that there's no cure for the were-animal curse, so we've been trying to find ways to sort of restore this, this, this guy, so you guys can get a good testimony out of him. And then I look at Fox, sort of saying, like, you know, here's your chance to hype up about your friend.
4: Yeah, we believe that you may have in your custody somebody who would know more about this.
3: Oh, really? Who?
4: Uh, he goes by the name of Theb.
0: Oh, Corn. he got brought in a couple hours ago.
4: Yeah, uh, you wouldn't mind uh, letting us talk to him, would you?
0: Uh, I can ask. Let me get my father. He should be able to decide this. He's got the clout.
4: Please know that time is of the
3: utmost importance.
0: As he turns around, he gives you the thumbs up and nice sprints across the courtyard.
3: I'll sit down the crate. I'll glance back at Ian and I'll say, so you were bit. I-, I have an idea that might tell us if you actually were cursed or not. Let's hear it. Uh, I'll take the silver coin out of my pocket, uh, and I'll say, show me where it bit you.
1: So she's going to point down to her arm where the bite is.
3: Okay, I'm just going to just tap the coin to it. Does it burn? It does not.
1: No, I, oh, thank God I don't feel anything.
0: Well, I reckon you're not cursed.
2: Well, that only proves that she's not cursed yet. I'm not sure we know that works, or does it, I don't know.
0: As you guys are testing this out, Ooster and his father, Kite Stadler, walk across the courtyard yells at the guard, let him in. We don't have time for this. I turn around and give you guys the little. Mm-hmm. That went like, well. Oh, nice yeah. One.
1: Wow, this was easier than I thought it was going to be.
0: Shut <laughs> loud. <laughs> I say you, it very quietly. You guys are led back to Captain Stadler's office, which is relatively small, piled with papers, all available surfaces. And there are two chairs, so not enough for everybody. And Booster is dismissed. He sits down and clears a path through the papers so he can see you all. So what's this about you needing to see a prisoner?
4: Well, after catching the the rat, there was a point at which he bit Miss Eden over here. Uh, We're finding out after further investigation that uh, this bite could very well be contagious. He raises a
0: big bushy eyebrow. Yeah,
4: so what we need to do is find out more information about it, and we, we know that you have a prisoner within your custody right now that could definitely give us more information. We'd like to talk to him.
0: I suppose so. The prisoner is, uh, he, like, pulls up a paper, and it says, a Corin Theb?
4: Yes, it's quite so.
0: He scribbles something on a different piece of paper, signs it, and hands it to you. Take this to the guard. They'll let you see him.
4: Thank you very much, sir.
0: Excellent. You're welcome.
4: Here, have, have the rest
0: of this room. You just, like, set it on his desk? Yep. (laughs) He looks, for one split second, very surprised and pleased, but then puts on his gruff demeanor again and says, you get out
4: of here. Yeah, we just give him a nod and and head out.
0: Okay, Uster's been standing outside the room and he leads you down to the dungeon, so to speak, which is just below ground level. The bars peek out and you can see the floor outside of them. You can see inside this dungeon are quite a few goblins. They're packed about four to five to a cell and a bunch of elves and half-elves, along with your usual distribution of 'er ne'er-do-wells. The guard on duty looks up to Uster and says, what are these guys here for? And Uster looks to the group, specifically Guiche.
3: At that moment, I'm kind of getting some strong deja vu. And I I don't even realize he's staring at me.
0: He pulls the paper out of your hand and hands it to the guard. Oh, and then he gets
3: my attention and I say, oh, I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) The guard nods and just jerks his head towards the cells and says, fourth on the left. Oh, thank you. Now I'm thinking maybe I should have been the one talking. Smooth man. (laughs) (laughs) You pass some cells and find a cell with Corinth sitting on the side. He doesn't look beat up or anything. He's just there.
4: I I, I say to him, "Corn, corn."
0: Oh, Fox. You're here. I, did, are they constables? Did they get you?
4: No, no. I, you know I had to come see if you're okay.
0: Oh, I can't imagine you were here and not behind bars. <laughs>
4: hey, this guy with the jokes, right?
0: Very funny, yes.
1: Hilarious.
0: He looks pretty serious. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Anyways. So, what did you do?
0: I don't, I, do, I don't know what I did. I was just, just woke up, and they came in, and they searched my place. I don't think they found what they wanted to find. This has happened before, but I'm hoping they'll just let me go once they know like, they can't find anything.
4: You see? I, I look over
2: at the others. Oh yes, definitely innocent. Right? <laughs> Convincing. You wouldn't have I... to know about anything related to rats, would you?
0: Uh, they have some alchemical parts, specifically their eyes and tails thinking
2: more about humans that turn into rats.
1: It's oh. more of the were-variety. Were-rats.
0: Those are interesting creatures. They always want and want and want. Greed, huh? You wouldn't have
2: had anything in your store that would have any sort of relationship to a bunch of were-rats breaking out in the city, would you?
0: Is, has there been a lycanthropy outbreak?
2: I say it's very important
4: that you help us with this information, and I sort of give him a look.
0: Oh, I, if there's been a, an outbreak, we should probably uh, leave. What do you mean? Well, it's dangerous, and it spreads very quickly.
1: An outbreak of what, exactly? Disease?
0: Well, it's a disease to some, and to others it's a curse. It's both,
1: really. Have you known this to happen in the past? For this kind of disease to just spread to entire cities, or through entire cities?
0: Not without anybody knowing. where creatures are extremely proactive and often the person who carries it doesn't even know. There should be panic in the streets as whole households are ripped apart by werewolves and objects of great value are stolen by rats.
1: Okay, well we think we may have seen the beginnings of an outbreak yesterday. I'll just be frank, we think we may have in our pos- possession an actual were-rat.
0: Do you have the box with you still? Uh, yes, Sten is carrying it. I shake it a bit. He takes a step back and eyes it suspiciously. Don't and worry. Show, it's pretty show docile. him the silver. <laughs> you should probably kill it. It's not safe. If it bites you, it might spread.
2: It's our only lead to find out what was happening. It's all very complicated. From what we saw, something else was actually controlling this rat, making it
0: grab silver.
2: Uh,
1: exactly. If we, if we kill the rat, we may not find out what's going on here.
0: He has been staring at the box since you told him the rat was in there, but when you tell him that it was touching silver, he jerks his eyes to you and says, voluntarily?
1: Well, it depends on what you mean by voluntarily. When when we saw him, he was holding a silver flute. We could tell that his hands were burning very visibly, and yet at no point did he let go. It was as if something else was controlling him.
0: That is interesting. Do you have it on you?
1: Actually, I do. So he'll take out the flute and hold it so that he can see it.
0: He leans over and stares at it for quite a while, sort of moving his head around and up and down, trying to get better angles on it. And he makes a lot of hmm hmm mm, mm. As he's doing this, eventually comes back up. It appears to be a normal flute for all intents and purposes, a five, in fact. But can't imagine why it would be compelled to hold such a thing.
1: Indeed, that's what we're trying to find out.
0: I don't suppose it was using the flute for flute purposes.
1: Well, now that you mention it...
0: Well, what was he playing? A party march? Or...
1: Well, I couldn't quite make it out. It was extremely chaotic while all of this was happening. Um, Understandable.
3: Keiji interrupts, and he's kind of been staring off into space. Oh, your sheet music. Do you have your sheet music?
1: Yes, I was just about to show him that, actually. Oh, sorry. So, no, no, no problem. So, I thought, maybe, could you take a look at this and see if you notice anything strange about it? Uh, We think this is what he may have been playing.
0: Oh, of course, of course. Do you actually hand it through the bars?
1: No, I'll just hold it up so that he can see it.
0: He holds his hand out sort of expectantly, but once he realizes you're not going to hand it through, he sort of leans over at the waist and starts eyeballing it. And he goes, hmm, hmm, it's a composition of music from the Afsal. From where? Oh, it's an empire. You know, Bob Goblins. It's, uh, you can read it right here. It's in bold script, but it's called Umle's Lament. It's, uh, from an opera. One of the last pieces from that specific opera about a man who has no end of greed and ambition and to the point where he attempted to steal from the gods and was cursed to wander and squalor for eternity.
2: Well, that's certainly convenient. Greed again.
1: Interesting.
0: You know, some say that music is the most powerful magic. I think it's really? hogwash.
1: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean by that?
0: Well, it can stir emotions, and emotions are powerful. Emotions are part of spells. That's why most people try to wipe them out when they're wizards. People say it hinders casting, but what they really mean is it gives you unexpected results.
1: Hmm. Well, I certainly think there's some truth to that. Is there any chance that this were-rat could have been using this particular song to cause any sort of chaos? Maybe control other life forms.
0: I've heard that rats can, the were-rat, well, where creatures in general, can speak with whatever animal they are form of.
2: Could they make them really want some cheese? I imagine that's <laughs> what... Because we saw some rats that really wanted some cheese.
0: I imagine that's what rats want all the time. Not this much.
1: Right, you don't understand. It was, this was not normal. There was nothing normal about this infestation.
3: Interesting. I, I step over to box. you want your friend to get free, you're going to have to think of a way in which he's going to have to be released or useful to us in some way, because I don't see them giving us the permission to get him out with just information.
4: Do you think that you have any, any spells that can kind of hinder some lycanthropy?
0: Uh, I don't believe there is such a thing. It is known that lycanthropy does not fully take effect until the first full moon, which, as you know, is not
3: until next week.
4: Do you think we can convince them to uh, allow us to hold on to him as an advisor in this situation?
3: Oh, I would like that very much. Maybe we don't have to. I mean, didn't you say Eden's friend had
2: arrested him?
1: That is true.
3: You know if all these other people here
2: were arrested at the same time you were?
0: Oh, I've been speaking with some of them. Most of them were stopped on their way to work. The main reason they were taken in, it seemed to be, that they were harboring small elven trinkets.
2: Elven trinkets, huh?
0: Guards were very suspicious were destroying them.
2: You have no idea why? Suddenly, everyone's afraid of elven trinkets?
0: Well, if you believe that the gods are as fickle as some people do, they say that one of the elven gods, Malora of nature, decided to punish humanity, but not just humanity. Lycanthropy clearly spreads through elves and goblins and what have you. But they say that it is an elven god who instituted in the first place, so that everybody seems to assume that the elves must be to blame. I see. Now we're getting somewhere.
1: What else is new?
4: You see, this is why we gotta get him out.
1: Look, I don't know if I feel comfortable with that. I, as I said before, I trust Avery and I feel like if he's here, there's a reason. Yeah, you
4: trust Avery, but do you trust the people Avery's taking orders
3: from? As they're talking, I actually step away and start looking at the cells as if I'm looking for someone in particular.
0: Are you looking for someone in particular?
3: Um, yes. a will... private message to me. Yeah.
0: Giege ah, wanders off.
3: And that person isn't there, are they? Nope. Okay, and then I just walk back to them. Well,
2: so I'm not sure we have anything solid enough to... Uh, we can always ask. Sounds like they're not interested in him in particular so much as anyone who had anything elvish. May not be too averse to letting one person go, but not sure we have anything too solid on that would force their hand.
3: What did they say your punishment
2: would be?
0: Well, they haven't specifically charged me with anything. They were merely threatening treason. That's and you said I think they, they were going looking... to let me
2: go. You said they were looking for something they didn't find?
0: Well, I assume they were looking for some sort of malign artifact or poison that would create lycanthropy. Now that I assume that is what they are panicking about,
3: he's, a ma- he's an alchemist, so they would think they would have poison. They'd probably think that of any of any alchemist who's also elf, like he is.
0: If I could make something like I that, know. I certainly wouldn't be working here.
3: <laughs> uh, I scratch my head under my hat. I, I don't know how we're gonna. I don't know how we can get him out, short of doing something illegal, which I ain't gonna do. Uh, my we can convince is still them.
1: Now. In case anyone cares.
4: We can convince them that he's uh, our lycanthropy expert. All
0: right. Who are you going to try to convince that he's your lycanthropy expert? Because this is pretty much Gray Fox on his own. Lonesome. Maybe with Yeesh.
2: I'm actually not gonna... Sten's a bit swayed by the, 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 the racial profiling, as it, as it were. Okay. But at the same time, less than convinced that's, that, it, that there's nothing to... That
3: there may well be someone out there who
2: is responsible for this, and as far as he knows, it could be this guy.
3: I see that Gray Fox seems kind of frustrated. I say, I I don't think you really need to worry. I mean, I come down here every couple months because people complain, and the worst they do is they have me sit in a cell or have a cleric check me. So if there's nothing he's done wrong, I know Kai and Uster are not, you know, they're not bad guards. I don't think they would execute him or anything. Now, these Bahamut folk, well, I don't know. Depends how much jurisdiction they have here.
4: Gray Fox remembers how you all acted in a time of need, and then he says, okay, I'll figure it out myself.
2: We might want to ask them here if they know anything about what the bomb people were wanting, how involved they were in these arrests, and if they even particularly care if we take one of them.
0: Okay, do you want to ask that question to Corn?
2: Yeah, he seems like a good candidate. If we could go back to his office. He, uh, he's not standing here,
3: no, right? No, Corin is the guy in the cell. To, oh, to the, the guy in the cell. Oh, sorry, no, I meant...
2: Pipe um, I Stabler? Yes. Oh, uh, okay. Or Ooster.
0: All right, which direction are you going? And is Gray Fox going to try to go up on his lonesome and get this guy out?
2: He's not going out on his lonesome, no. I okay. don't have to go out on your lonesome yet. I, I, I I'm, I'll help ask to ask to release the guy. I'm just a little. Well, yeah, he,
4: he didn't him. like. He's still trying to get his friend out, so he's going to use whatever he can to do that. So he's going to talk to him.
0: Okay. So I guess, actions.
3: I guess we'll all go back to Uster or Kite, wherever it might be more appropriate, and hear about what charges and what grounds that his friend is being held.
0: As you guys all turn away from Corin and start walking down the hall, he's like, "Is is, is that all?" Uh. Well, good luck, I guess. Hold up.
2: We'll be back. Don't worry. Oh, thank you. Look
4: back and I'll say, don't worry, buddy, I'll get you out of here one way or another.
0: Well, don't be breaking any laws now. Of and course he not. winks
2: very obviously you know me. at you.
0: Okay, so you go head back up to Kite's office, or are you trying to find Ooster?
2: Oh, I would normally think Ooster was a little more favorable towards us, but that was before the rum, so...
3: Yeah, boy. (laughs) Good point, yeah. (laughs) Might want to go with him. Maybe he's started to enjoy it.
4: Yeah, so maybe we go up to him again. What was his name? Kite.
0: Kite Stadler.
4: Kite. Kite Stadler. Stadler.
0: Okay, so you walk to his office. The door is closed. Yeah. I will knock.
4: Oh, yeah, okay, knock, yeah.
0: You hear his voice shout from behind, Come in! Let's go on. As you are coming in, he is putting something underneath the desk and looks (laughs) up, Excellent, excellent. He puts on his best frown, but you can see that it's not its not as much oomph as, as there was before. What can I do for you? So how much, how uh, How long are you planning on keeping
2: these prisoners you just arrested today?
0: Well, until we can do a full investigation. And if I may ask, what exactly are you investigating? He leans forward. You were the ones who tipped us off to this. So what? you know exactly what we're investigating.
2: you looking for something that caused this breakout of lycanthropy?
0: Yes. These things don't just appear. Something has to bring it.
2: Fair enough. What if we told you that one of these prisoners could help us look for what caused this to happen?
0: Corin Thad?
2: Yeah, any chance you could speed up investigation of him in particular so we could get him out and start looking?
0: Well, I can speed up my investigation as much as I want, but the Order of Bahamut will let me let him go unless we have another suspect that clears him.
3: Is he in any immediate danger?
0: No, of course not. Okay. I won't let them take him out without an order from the king.
1: But what reason do you have to suspect him?
0: Unfortunately, Missy, he is Elish. Oh, come on. Frankly, he has the skills and the ability to make such a thing. What year so is it? They
1: think.
2: Well, He doesn't seem to think he has those skills, for what it's worth.
0: Well, if we find that's the case, we'll let him go.
1: You don't have any evidence.
4: Well, I, this, at this point, Gray Fox kind of chimes in to, to diffuse what little of a situation this is and just say, All right, we'll find you a suspect. Let's get out of here, guys. And that kinda, like, pushed him out of the door.
0: I want you to know that this Order of Bahamut, they can see the guilt on you. I don't know how, but they can.
3: Just have exactly. faith in the system. I understand. I understand they, they, thank they you, Captain Sailor.
0: You're welcome.
2: See the guilt on you, that's creepy as hell.
0: Alright guys, so you exit into the courtyard of the keep. It's a little weird because you can only see, like, 40 yards in the mist, so you can only see the wall you're standing at, but you can't see the other side of the courtyard, and people are constantly coming in and out of you.
3: Well, I guess if we need to find a new suspect and get these people, as well as your friend, out of holding, our next best guess would find someone who could talk to this rat so we can ask him what happened to him.
2: You don't suppose we could, you know, when we touched him with the silver, it sort of started growing. I mean, we could always, you know, keep touching him with the silver.
1: Oh, gosh.
3: Until he becomes a large rat man again?
2: Yeah, I mean, he's not talking now. Maybe he'd talk
3: then. Did he talk when we first ran into him? We didn't like
1: to ever hear him speak, did he? Could no, be. I don't remember hearing him speak.
3: I don't know about this. Do, do you want lycanthropy? Because this
4: is how you get lycanthropy. lycanthropy. <laughs> I don't want lycanthropy.
0: Do you want ants?
3: <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's the joke, yeah.
4: Seriously. Um, I, don't, I don't know if this is a good idea. This is, yeah, this is not, we can find another way.
3: Well, my best guess is we find someone who can talk to animals, but I don't know a whole lot about that.
2: I'm, b- I'm worried about that bit about the smelling the guilt. That to me sounded like someone who doesn't think those people have a chance of being let go. Seems to think they're already guilty. I don't know how an entire prison full of people could be guilty for something only one person it takes to do.
1: Normally I'm comfortable with any decision that Avery makes, but after hearing about this a little more, I'm starting to get very suspicious.
2: Well, Gray Fox is right, though. As far as you know, your friend hasn't isn't really deciding any of this. She's just being asked to help out. You
4: said to herself she was kind of being forced to be a part of the, uh, the Order of Bahamut, so it's not like she's making the decision. True enough. But maybe Avery can help us. Uh, if you can talk to her and get any more information about what, what's going on on their end, that could put us in the right direction
2: yeah and maybe she'll know more about what they're looking for if they were looking for something in his store and felt like they didn't find it they must have something in mind that they're looking for i mean this place is full of like potions and stuff it's a, He's an alchemist right i mean yep. how would how would they know what potion they're looking for they must know they must know something they must be looking for something
1: true well i certainly don't have any better ideas
2: in the meantime i think i have a lead i can uh
4: i can follow so i might go pursue that
0: try to pair what? up if you Uh-oh. can sorry say that again Try to pair up if you can.
4: I don't know if I can pair up in this, in this context, but maybe ah, I, I can you. make a different decision.
2: A lead you can follow, huh? How legal is this lead? Oh, uh, I'm not doing anything illegal. Alright.
3: Maybe it's for the better if we go speak to Avery. She's already met Fox. She might be a little skittish about telling us more.
1: I'm certainly keen to go see Avery.
3: Alright, I guess we'll go Works do that. For me.
0: Okay, so Fox is heading to some den of ill repute and the rest of you are heading towards the temple yep okay sounds cool. good who wants to go who wants to go first
1: rock paper mm. scissors shoot
2: about about mission. i would re- i guess i'd recommend getting the fox stuff out of the way first sounds like it could be quicker it's just one person
0: okay gray fox describe to me the closest den of ill repute where you might find these guys Speaking what sort of... of crime is going on i don't know. You'd, you'd probably
4: be able so to it explain it be better than i would yeah, like, that That, that might work. A, a burlesque place.
0: Burlesque in quotes, because you know what it really is. Yeah. Run by a criminal organization. And what's it called? It's called... You all can help with this. Yeah, I'm John Blaine. The Velvet Curtain. <laughs> so the Velvet Curtain is perfect. All right. So Gray Fox is heading towards the Velvet Curtain. When you arrive, it in fact has nice open windows with velvet curtains strung only halfway down so one can see the bare legs of the dancers through the window. It is very close to the nice part of town, you can't smell the rot here. And when you step in, a woman wearing a red dress that she pulls up to near her chest before pressing herself against Gray Fox. Hey honey, you're back.
4: Uh Grey Fox uh just says, Not now. Uh give me a name.
0: Uh Candace? <laughs> no,
4: no. Give me a different name. Ruby? <laughs> Not now, Ruby. I got some business to attend to.
0: Oh. Alright. You wanna to talk to the boss?
4: Yeah. Where is he?
0: He's in the back. She points over her shoulder and then like lets her sleeve fall a little bit and pouts and says, Well, if you want to come back, don't don't be shy.
4: All right, we'll we'll do.
0: All right, so you pass through this room. It's early in the morning, so they're not doing banging business. But there is a hidden back door that heads down into a cellar, which leads into a long underground hallway. This is sort of the connection of several buildings that are owned by the Endicott family. As you step down into this room, you see a bloodstain on the floor. Is it fresh? Very fresh.
4: Is it running kind of fresh, or is it like...
0: Roll an investigate check.
4: Yeah, let me investigate. Well, it's a five.
0: It's fresh, you know, last day, probably.
4: Okay, so it's not like this happened just a second ago?
0: Well, as far as you can tell, it's anywhere from five minutes ago to a day ago.
4: <laughs> Alright. I guess I step past the, the, the blood.
0: As you step and... past the blood and into the long hallway, you see that one of the doors, the wooden doors, has been bodily ripped off of its hinges, and the air is filled. Filled with smoke, for some reason. You can smell something off-putting.
4: Uh, can I, like, do some perception-y things? Sure, No perception. I rolled a 10.
0: You rolled a 14.
4: Oh, 14, sorry.
0: You can tell that this smoke probably was very thick in here but you can sort of trace where it's coming from and as you step into one of the doors further down because the rest appear to be empty you see what looks like a burnt corpse on the ground and next to it there is the boss jimmy two toes who jimmy two toes (laughs)
2: jimmy two toes
0: fantastic he is bald with a scar along the side of his face, and he is leaned up against the far wall with a pretty nasty wound in his gut. He looks up at you and says, "Get in here! I need help! I, I need help!"
4: All right, I I, I kind of like uh, can I roll or something to see who like Jimmy Two Toes is?
0: You recognize him? He's yeah. the sort of background proprietor of these places. He's half bouncer, half uh madam. Yeah.
4: All right. Okay, so uh, in that case, I'm very familiar with him. I go and, and like grab something to help him out or whatever. Some yeah. some alcohol or something nearby to help his wounds or something.
0: Yeah, roll away medicine check.
4: Yeah, 19. So that is a 21 for medicine.
0: You open up some bottles, sniff them, find the most pure alcohol you can find, and start pouring it over his wounds. He goes, ah, ah, what are you doing, what are you doing? And you slap his hands away, they're very weak, and start ripping his tunic off, cutting it off with your knife, and applying, you know, very quick first aid to what appears to be a nasty mauling wound on his stomach.
4: Yeah, say, so, uh, what the hell happened to you, Tuto's? He...
0: toes? <laughs> Two toes. After you finish wrapping up his gut and are applying pressure, but it is still bleeding through. He says, those, the, the Amber Sun thugs are looking, looking to horn in on our turf. Uh, uh, I think they've riled up some of the local goblins and they're pushing them to hit us. We're spread a little thin, but they've got some tough mothers. Had to, had to beat this guy. He puts his foot out and kicks the little burnt corpse to a friggin' pulp, but he just kept getting up till we burn him. What's- The Amber Sun is a criminal organization from the Afzal Empire.
4: Okay. I-, I uh, so I would ask him, like, uh, you- so you- you killed these guys, so are- are- are there more coming where this came from, or?
0: I hope not. I- I mean, there were a couple more, but they ran.
4: Okay. To the best of my med- uh, medicine knowledge, is- is he gonna live, or?
0: No, he's definitely gonna die. Oh shit prolonged prolonged it significantly, though, without magical aid.
4: Well, that sucks. Um, I guess, uh, I I guess I'll just try to get some information out of out of what's going on. So, like, uh, I ask two toes. Um, you know, how did they ambush you like this and get past all the dancers and everyone?
0: They looked like dogs, little dogs. I thought they were strays. Went out in the alley to piss. They jumped me. I managed to get back inside though.
4: Wait, they look like dogs. Oh not, no,
0: not normal dogs. Like uh, they look like dogs, but they're jackals. Jackals, they were, they were jackals.
4: Did they transform at all?
0: Well, this guy certainly looked different before, but the the little ones they 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 turned into goblins.
4: Did they say anything to you? Did they give you any? Did they did they say anything at all?
0: They told me they were gonna kill me. That's about huh. it.
4: Okay, yeah, I appreciate I the know.
0: third degree, but can you take me to the temple?
4: All right. Yeah, I'll I'll help lift him over and put him bring bring him to the table.
0: And are you carrying him out or just to the table?
4: Oh, oh, did he, you said he wanted to be brought to the table, right?
0: To the temple.
4: Oh, to the temple. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess I can bring him to the temple.
0: And we are going to cut away from Grey Fox to the rest of the party, approaching the Temple of Pelora, which is a relatively majestic building. It is made out of white marble, which has a little bit of moss growing on it in several places, but for the most part, it is a tall, majestic building, white among a bunch of brown and black. Are you guys just barging in, or are you going to try to do something else?
3: Uh, I'm going to let Eden take lead because. Yeah, I don't know how welcome we are here. This is the place she knows.
0: It's also a place you know, yeesh, because you often get taken here to have your noodle checked.
3: Correct. Okay. I've been here a few times, but I think you're probably more welcome here than I am. I mean, if your friend's here, you should probably uh, lead the way.
1: All right. Can do. So I guess we're going to head on in with the door. I imagine there's some point at which we'd have to knock.
0: No, the door is open.
1: Oh, all right. So we're just going to head on in.
0: You head in, there is a wide corridor with large pillars at the end. There is a eastward-facing window, which is lit, but not with the grand amount of light that would normally cast in the center of the temple. You see clerics meandering about their daily business. Normally, you would see a paladin at the door, but there is none today.
1: Alright, I guess I can go and ask one of these clerics if they happen to know Avery Galahad.
0: Hey, I saw you before. Um, Avery, she left this morning to go to the Narrows. To the where? The Narrows.
1: Any idea when she might be back?
0: When Paylor decrees it. This is the same 10-year-old kid you saw before.
1: Oh, okay. Very helpful. Indeed.
0: Dang. Would you like to observe the light with a high cleric?
1: Um, well, gentlemen, what do you think?
3: I don't know. I mean, at at the very least... They so might be able to tell us if you're cur- okay, cursed.
1: Okay, sure, not. fine.
2: I don't want to be rude. Okay. I'll observe the light.
1: Lead the way.
0: He steps to one of the higher rooms in a tower up on the right, right of the entrance, and says, "Wait here and open your arms to the sun. You cannot see it, but it is always there." You are basically out on the roof of a tower.
1: You heard what he said, gentlemen. Arms out.
3: Sten will awkwardly hold his arms out. <laughs> i i don't and i'm just like i no it's, it's cool i sorry thanks
0: a man comes out not more than a minute later not long enough for your arms to become tired
3: i had a friend once who was really into paylor, always praying to paylor. i say as yes, the guy approaches them feels kind of not my thing to be praying
1: okay well it's not as if you actually have to pray i just don't want to offend anyone
3: just play along man all right all right i go and i stand with him put my arms out probably doing it wrong oh i'm sure i am
0: a old gray-haired man slightly bent over wearing a brown cossack again with the yellow sun embroidered on it comes up the stairs and did we decide on everybody's praising the sun or no
3: i praise the sun in a pose it's i praise the sun in a pose that reminds me of that friend i had who would always pray to paylor
1: at the very least we appear to be whether we really are or not is another question
0: gotcha He steps up behind you and assumes a very rigid position with a quasi blissful smile on his face, and he says, Welcome, faithful. What needs do you bring me today?
1: Oh, well, we don't want to trouble you. We don't really have any uh, particular needs for me at the moment. We were just looking for a good friend of mine, Avery Galahad, but it seems that she's not around at the moment.
0: Yes. It's grave news that took her away from the temple. It is unfortunate that we cannot speak of it.
3: Pardon? Grave news.
0: Yes. What do
2: you da-
1: mean?
0: Yes, darkness grows in all corners. It's Pelor's light that rubbed them away.
3: For this line before.
0: Perhaps we, we may pray that you find her soon. Is she
3: lost?
1: Yeah, I don't understand. Did she disappear? What? You're speaking in riddles.
0: Oh, no, she is not lost, but you may be lost to each other
3: this is this is how they usually speak this is how they usually <laughs> speak i'm telling you guys
2: i'm rolling my eyes a bit
0: at Gege.
1: yeah i know that this is how they usually speak but it never gets any less obnoxious
0: <laughs> so what do you guys say to that besides sassing him into his face
2: <laughs> i'm at least doing it subtly you know hopefully he didn't notice yeah i'm speaking uh, out of the side of my mouth
1: look do you know where we might be able to find her
0: only Palor knows. Can you I, say a prayer I to Palor for us? I probably
3: know where she is, so it can't just be Palor. I, I I I step up to Eden and I'm like, he's not going to give us any answers. I say, may you say a prayer to Palor so that his light would guide us to find her friend Avery.
0: Of course, raise your arms with me.
3: Just do it. Something might actually happen. So I, I raise. Really right. Then we'll I'm raise
1: his
2: and,
3: arms.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and raise mine as well.
0: Uh, everybody roll a religion check, unless you're like super not trying twenty. 18. You raise your arms, and he recites a benediction that speaks of Palor's light, showing you the path to redemption and both spirit and body. And in this moment, you're supposed to have your eyes closed. You all know this as part of the ritual, but like you squint your eyes open, and you can see that through the mist, a single ray of light comes through and points down in a spot of the narrows that you recognize. Excellent.
1: Well, that right, certainly Palor. is convenient. Yeah, way to go, Palor! snaps
0: Your disciples
2: may be a little annoying but that's some power
0: as you do this he finishes his benediction and comes behind stan and and puts his hands on both of their backs and says palos led you now go on into the world and do not allow darkness to thrive
2: thank you, well, we, we, thank you. we appreciate the help
1: yes thank you this uh, may have been more helpful than you know
0: you're always welcome in the temple
3: once we start to step away, I don't know if you guys had your eyes closed. I didn't. And because, you know, I, I point to the blindfold on my face. People, I And I say, people can't tell when I have my eyes closed. But I know no, where no, that I, was. I, I, okay. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah.
1: Yep, as did I. I think we're all thinking of the same thing.
2: Okay, let's head over there. Sen so will quickly glance at the sun and kind of mouth a thank you, feeling a little bad about hoping, hoping Palor understands that this respect was not for him, but rather <laughs> for that annoying old man.
0: <laughs> All right, as you guys are about to step through the door out onto the street, a man stumbles in, and right behind him, Gray Fox gets back under his arm, and it says something about him being dumb for trying to walk on his own. Well, hello Whoa.
1: again. Holy, does, does this man need our help? What, what are you guys doing here?
0: Yeah, You're here. Right. I use your help.
2: This is the second time in one day that we've come out of a building to find you here, Gray
3: Fox. He's it seems
1: fate keeps bringing us together.
3: I'm gonna roll perception to see what I can tell about this character he's with. Oh, terrible! Oh, I seven. Do you do you have a, do you
4: have any healing spells?
1: Ugh, I have a mending spell, but from the looks of this, I don't think that's going to help.
0: I healing spells. Who and said this? The, the young ten-year-old cleric <laughs> runs up behind you and says, "Goodness, this 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 looks really bad." Yeah, could you, could
4: you give me a hand, please?
0: Of course, it's my duty. And then he giggles a little bit. Duty. <laughs> my lord. Do you want to try to get a more accomplished cleric on this, or are you just going to let him try to heal you? Why not both? I mean, heal two toes.
4: <laughs> it won't give him back his other toes, would it? I doubt it. Well, we'll make do. Uh, well, I'll ask him, Do you? I, I, I'd, I'd love your help, uh, young sir, with their help. To be any more experienced uh, healers as well?
0: The quiet cleric is at the top of a tower and he doesn't walk very fast. This oh, looks geez. urgent.
2: Yeah, all right. Make he definitely can. does not walk fast. I can confirm that.
0: We can either bring him do up there can. or I can try to heal him here.
2: Nope,
4: you do it, kid. You got it.
0: Okay. One moment. I'm actually going to roll for this one. This child, with his floppy brown hair and little freckles, gets a very serious look on his face, turns to the window that faces the sun, raises his arms, and starts to recite a prayer and starts to glow ever so slightly. He turns back around and puts his hands on the man's belly. Two toes will go,
1: just don't press so hard. Oh, Eden's gonna wince a little bit.
0: Even criminals and sinners can bask in the light of Paylor and be guided back to the way. And Two-Toes will respond, Uh, "Uh Just kill me. (laughs) But you can all see light extend over the bandages. And he, the color returns to Two-Toes' face, but he still looks pretty bad. As the bandages are changed in the next couple minutes, you can see that the wounds are still there. They're just heavily reduced and scarred over.
4: So, do, do, uh, does he look like he's going to live?
0: He's definitely going to live at this point.
4: Yay.
3: Um, so, you I know want I'm everybody to do
0: medicine this. checks real quick. Very well. We're doing All medicine right. checks? Okay.
3: Ooh, I got a... Um, critical. I got 11. Natural 20 for I got a 3.
1: I got a 13.
0: Then got a critical on this medicine check, and you will notice that these bite marks look exactly the same as the ones on the goblin you found.
2: Mm, I see uh gray fox who, who is
4: this guy where did you find this guy so he owns an establishment down in uh where is this
0: place again probably in the trade quarter because okay. it's, so he owns an not establishment deep, it's not fancy
4: yeah this place is down in the uh the, the trade quarter and uh he's he got attacked by what seems to be some sort of were animal it wasn't a dog was it something like a jackal or something
2: yeah, so the other day, we heard some, or I, I should say, heard some dog sounds, and there was a, this whole thing, family of goblins, one of the father got killed in an alleyway, there was this whole big thing. Anyway, th- that looked like dogs had killed him, we never saw the dogs themselves, but I heard the howling. These bite marks look exactly like that. Huh.
3: So it's a good thing you were there to help him.
4: Yeah. Yeah, well, well I'm, I'm hoping that he could give us some more information, he, you know, what else do you have for us, Tuto's?
0: He looks up at you. I already told you what I know. I ain't talking to these guys. I know they're goody two shoes.
1: Rude.
0: Hey, hey,
4: hey you beautiful. got two toes, so we're all, you know, two shoes, two toes, doesn't matter. No one's counting.
0: <laughs> I know you got ten toes in those two shoes. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Alright, all right, you, you raise a fair point, two toes. That's Listen. right, learn how to count. It's just it's just us here. I need to figure out what's going on. I got I got somebody in trouble. I, told you I have everything a friend in trouble who needs our help.
0: I told you everything I know. What do you want from me?
4: Listen, Tito's nobody gets attacked for no reason.
0: If you're at my line of work you do. And I didn't say there's no reason. I said they were trying to horn it on our turf.
4: Oh yeah, that's right.
0: And then he like realizes he said something and zits up. and just looks pissed at you. <laughs>
4: It looks like you're doing better, so we'll, uh, we'll leave you here in the uh, in the a uh, the care and aid of the uh,
2: clerics.
1: It's Do you think you can walk on
0: your own? No, but I ain't going out there.
1: Well, I guess I don't blame you.
2: Uh, I want to ask Gray Fox out of earshot of this guy. You think you'll be able to find this guy again for the next few days? Yeah, he ain't going nowhere. Okay, we might want to keep an eye on him for the next full moon. I got a bad feeling about that guy. Those bites are deep. And I'm pretty sure that's a were-animal. Were do, do you think we should just tell him what's up now, or...? He does not he seem like the kind of guy to stay put if he knew that he was a danger. It might be better yeah. for him not to know. All right, sounds good.
1: While the two of them are busy whispering to each other in secret rude, Eden is going <laughs> to turn over to Geege. Is anybody here worried that this man here may have the same curse?
3: <laughs> so she just said it out loud with their whispering about <laughs>
0: Are you saying this within earshot of uh, Two Toes? No. Okay. They so guys meandered over there and started talking about this.
3: No,
2: oh, so you're saying it just to us. Is that correct? Right. Oh, okay, yeah. I wasn't trying to keep a secret from, from them. So, yes, I would happily welcome her in the conversation. I'd say, yeah, yeah, we were just talking about that. We definitely want to keep an eye on him. Sounds like Gray Fox will be able to find him again if we need. Yeah, he won't be an issue uh, as
3: far as
4: finding goes.
3: We well, should... as
1: long as that's the case.
3: We should try to get to where we saw Avery through Paylor's light before she moves, but maybe you should tell one of the clerics here just so, you know, they don't end up getting hurt. Wait, 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 what? Paylor what? Light? Uh, it's a long oh, story. Just yeah. just
1: give me give me five minutes. And so Eden is going to try to find a cleric who's older than ten um, <laughs> to let them know that there's this stranger here who's going to need their aid for probably at least a couple days.
0: The high cleric has come back downstairs at at this point.
1: <laughs> Perfect.
3: Ah, uh, welcome back, sir. And then oh, yes. four hours later, she's able to get him to understand <laughs>
1: four hours later.
3: What do you
0: tell him?
1: Well, that's a good question. I'm going to motion for Gray Fox to come over and and help me, because I only kind of know what's going on at this point.
4: Okay, Gray Fox just kind of chimes in and says, Good sir, this man is in need of aid. Would you allow him some uh, bed rest in your quarters, or in the temple quarters or something like that?
0: Of course not. My quarters are much too hard on the back. I will give him the guest quarters.
1: Wow, awesome. that's very generous of you. Thank you.
0: Is there anything else I can do
3: for you?
1: Not at the moment, but thank you very much for your assistance.
4: Yeah, apparently awesome. we got to go follow Paylor's light, what? so uh,
3: I've got to go. I'm I'm shaking my head at them, and I'm like, what, what, what? Uh, and then I'm gonna jog over to the old man. I'm like, and I'm gonna explain. We think he is prone to lycanthropy, so if you give him rest here, you should be wary on a full moon that he might turn.
0: He doesn't answer right away and looks over at the two toes and nods slowly. Very well. Thank you for informing me, young man.
3: Yeah, sure. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, then then I motion to them and I start running for the door. I said, we gotta go before she moves again.
0: Yeah, we should be going. You're right. And the party advances out into the mid-afternoon. With that, our heroes rush blindly into Paylor's light and almost certain danger. But many questions still remain. Will Eden be able to find Avery before the Jackboots march her into peril? Will Paylor forgive Sten for sassing his priest? Will Fox return to visit Ruby later? Will Giege and Sten be forced to carry this rat forever? Find out next time on Sometimes Heroes. With that, our heroes rush blindly into Paylor's light and almost certain danger. But many questions still remain. Can Eden get to Avery before the jackboots march her into peril? Will Paylor forgive Sten for sassing his priest? Will Fox return to visit Ruby later? Will Giege and Sten be forced to carry this rat forever? Find out next time on Sometimes Heroes. Off Mike, Did you read up on that person? Um, no, not really. Quickly do that that is going okay. to affect how you roleplay this real hard.
4: Okay, Chiara is the muscle of the IndyCot operation, in Obelik... Oh, she, sh-
0: Not everybody's supposed to know this. Oh, close. yeah, oh. not out loud!
4: Oh, sorry, sorry.
2: Well, that's just one sentence, so... <laughs>
1: you gotta keep the mystery! It's
2: all good. I'm good at compartmentalizing.
1: Yeah, and I forget everything five seconds after it's told to me, so you're good.
2: That was basically my, that's the, my euphemistic way of saying the same thing. Just call it compartmentalizing. It sounds like a virtue.